Hello and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are discussing a kind of a big game in a little box, I would say. Um, it is a game called The Flow. I always say Flow of History, but it is The Flow of History. Not just any flow of history. Accent the flow on of the. history. The flow yes. of history. Yes. Takes up 20% you know, of the box cover. The one everyone's <laughs> talking about. The flow of yes. history, you say. Yes. Um, the flow of history. Yes. It is a game designed by Jesse Lee. Uh, he is a South Korean designer. I am actually not sure if he is located in South Korea. I think he might be located in South Korea. No, he's not. I'm wrong. Do I'm you, totally wrong about that. Do you keep tabs on all designers and where they are at every present moment. <laughs> yes, I do. And I just lost track of them. But uh, I believe, I know he's South Korean, and I know this got a South Korean release, but I'm not sure if he is uh, located in South Korea or not. So there he's is from ambiguity. Taiwan, or at least that's what Board Game Geek says. Oh, is he? Okay, well, then I am totally wrong. I made, Maybe I'm just thinking of the South Korean release, because I know this game was... <laughs> Big in South Korea, or we had got its uh, footing in South Korea, and then it became a port over here. At least is my understanding of the history. However, I am I was just wrong, and I am regularly wrong. So uh, that could totally be bogus, but I'm pretty sure that's the story of it. Uh, but yes, Jesse Lee is the designer of Flow of History. He has an interesting uh, design history himself. He's kind of known for games like this. Is it, where they are small, but uh, quite a bit of strategy in them and um, some uh, uh, unexpected depth, I guess, is the best way to say it for some of these games. So the game came out in, oh, shoot, no, I just navigated away from the page. 2016, there we go. I was going to say, it's not a very old game. It's been around for a little bit. Uh, 2016, and it was pu- published by Tasty Minstrel Games, TMG. Um, yeah. It is a sieve building game. So as the title probably communicates very uh, clearly, it is about um, building up a society from very basic primitive societies up until modern day through um, upgrading certain technologies, just like most sieve building games. What's interesting is it fills kind of a niche in those that genre where it uh, doesn't... It's not a super long game. Like some of those sieve games can take just forever to get through that's one of their biggest weaknesses despite being really in-depth and fun they're they're so long this game is all in a deck of cards and takes i don't know an hour to two hours at the most maybe i would say and you think that's about right probably an hour is pretty Uh, quick yeah hours pretty quick i think i just played a two-player game and i think it took like 45 minutes okay yeah two players pretty pretty fast two player you can kind of go bing back and forth pretty quickly um and uh the way it works what makes this game interesting and uh the way it works is that you are um there's like start the, the game setup's pretty straightforward you're given or you're um you're you're dealt a card of some basic um primitive societal types there's um, like agrarian uh, society. There is aristocratic society. Uh, I can't remember the rest of them, but you know, basic societal structures. Religious they, tribe. Religious tribe. Caste. There you go. Yeah. So, kind of just a basic jumping out point, and those are those really don't do anything for you except give you one symbol to maybe build a strategy around. Should you choose, or you can immediately abandon it 
and doesn't really matter. It's just sort of a jumping off point to give yourself some identity as you start the game or your society, some identity as you start the game. So the way the game works though, is you have this um, marketplace and it changes slightly with player counts. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember this. I believe in, is it, it's I know five, with two players it's, it's five it always has, two, five It's cards. always five cards, but with a, a, a five player game, it's six cards. So that's what it is. Okay. So there's always at least five cards in the marketplace. And um, each player starts out with four coins that represent their economy. And then there's also a supply, which represents kind of it. The, I believe it kind of represents like the world economy, like supplies that can be at the moment. Yeah. Um, used for, um, yeah, it's a world economy, basically. And then there's also the rest of the tokens which are the reserve and the way the reserve and the supply play back and forth is kind of interesting um we won't get probably get into too detailed about that because we can get lost to the weeds but it's basically the reserve over the course of the game you're going to print more money or print uh or put more resources into the supply the world economy from the reserve for various reasons and uh at certain essentially points, there are it's there to pull from the reserve it's there because mm-hmm. you can increase the value of things as economies right. grow the value of things grow so that's essentially right. what it represents is the the potential of value in in the in the economic market yeah and economies inevitably grow as they as societies get bigger so it, it's really cool the one thing i do love about this game is it scales well and it, it the design is really good i think the design is really good whether or not it's the game for you we'll get into it in a second i have some bones to pick with it but um but anyway in this market there are five cards available and they are uh, going to be technologies that you can upgrade at the beginning i think i don't think there's any government i think the beginning cards are um science oh geez i, I already forgot that but do you remember the name of the uh, categories it's science engineering i uh, think or yeah, construction. Like technologies it's uh leaders um it's construction I don't know, like construction like buildings uh yeah there construction is, knowledge yeah and uh, military like the attacking one military that's it yeah construction I, I just knowledge noticed military green, government yellow red orange <laughs> yes. and black and there's one and why we're well. having trouble is these are very color-coded and clear where red <laughs> is attack is fighting blue is always a new form of government green is science or industry and uh, orange is construction of some type. And they kind of intertwine slightly. The other two types are yellow, which is leaders. You can only have one leader at a time. However, all the other colors, you can have more than one. And then uh, everything but yellow and black stack on each other to create multipliers of symbols that kind of play off each other when you get other cards of the same type in the game or of a similar type. Uh, And the last one I I, I glossed over is um, wonders. Wonders are their own kind of gray or black color. And they, you can have several wonders in your society over the course of it. In fact, I definitely recommend trying to get some wonders because they are big multipliers at the end of the game for points. And wonders do various different things. Um, they're all good. And they kind of target different aspects, just like most cards target different aspects and bonuses. So you want to kind of be maybe targeted with what your wonders do. Uh, but anyway, what you're going to be doing is um, you're going to be putting your four coins or as many of them as you want on your first turn towards a technology consider these in the market unresolved or or um, 
kernels of a of an idea. They they're not realized. Let's say there's a lighthouse out there and you want to build it. Well, you put your money on and your turn you do only one action and one action only and one of the main actions you're going to do is taking some coins and placing your player marker on a card and some coins on the card and basically what that does is you've committed your resources to researching that technology but you've also set the cost of that technology for the other players so what another player can do you've in you've invested in that right You've invested your resources. So I, I like to think of it as like you're researching. You're like, hey, I thought of an idea. Scientists, get on this. Think of how to make that work. <laughs> um, and so you've, got, you've, you've put these two coins on. So now that basically, on another player's turn, they can snipe this card away from you by paying the, the amount of coins you put on, in this case two, to you. They pay you for your investment. And then um, you get... They get the card. You don't get the card anymore because they've now sniped it away from you. But you do get a monetary return for that. So they give you the money that you, that you put on the card. So you get that right away. Then you look at your cards and see how many of a, of a certain symbol, the trade symbol you have. And you get that money right away. And then you get half of the supply, the world economy, basically. which uh, You get half of that. So it potentially can be a big windfall for you to be sniped. And that is part of the strategy of the game is to invest in things you know other people might want. Um, but at the end of the day, you do need to get cards to build out your society. So you are hoping to not constantly get sniped and you're trying to invest strategically. You want to put enough money on something that it's hard for people to snipe it from you, but not too much where you don't have anything later on to snipe yourself or um, put money on another technology that you might want. So the other things you can do are harvesting, which is basically um, a way of getting money back into your economy through aggregarian um, uh, symbols that you might have collected. And um, let's see, what am I missing here? You can complete, if, if no one has sniped something that you've invested in, you can always complete that thing by essentially paying the money that you put on it and then just adding it to your tableau. Right. If it comes back around to you, because keep, keep in mind, you only do one action per turn. So if it in, if previous turn you had invested, put your two coins, and no one sniped you, then if it comes back to you again, you have an option to cash that in. Basically, put your two that you invested in it into the supply. That's your cost of it. Take the card into your society, and it is now yours. And some of those cards will have immediate actions that they fire off. Others are consist- constant actions, and other have actions you can do as an action on a later turn. So... Um, that's how you get the card, you're right. What's the last, I feel like I'm missing, what's the last option of... The, uh, the last option is the one you kind of alluded to, which is there are certain cards that give you an activation. So some yeah, some cards have little uh, gear symbol on them, which allows you to, instead of doing any of the other four things, is to just use that activation. It could be anything from, oh, you activate this, and you get you just get a government card for free. Or you activate this, and you trash this card, and get a whole card from the, the top of the deck and you don't know what it is, or they're usually things like that. They usually tend to replace themselves because most of the activate ones uh, replace themselves, or it's a leader where if you use a leader, it just goes away. So it either kills itself or it replaces it and puts something on top of itself. Right. And as you get cards out of a certain type, let, uh, let's say, let's take construction cards, the orange cards. Um, like I said before, they're going to stack, and I, I, Alex just mentioned this kind of, where they're going to stack on top of each other. So card as it is will have something that it does and once you get a new card that's going to go over the top and 
each color will only have one action available to it or action that it's doing at any given time. You won't have a lot of orange cards doing a lot of things. Like you won't have a lighthouse, a seaport, stock exchange, and a nuclear power plant all doing things. You'll have the most modern technology that that you've purchased or that's on top doing doing something. And typically they're gonna be as they go, they're gonna be a lot more powerful, so you're gonna want that anyway. But um so in all, if you have all colors, you're only gonna have uh six Let's see. Yeah, you're only gonna have six active actions. However, that is a lot for this game. That'd be that's pretty good, because uh, you don't always have all colors. But that that's pretty much the game. Your actions are gonna be varied as you get uh, as you play through. You also can purchase based on what's called an investing bonus. Um, like I said, there's symbols on the bottom of the card that remain constant throughout the game, and you can play the market as well to get payoffs for buying certain types of cards that don't match anything except this or that match the symbols that you already have in your society not necessarily the abilities or other buildings just the symbols it's just another way of incorporating a strategy to help you um, earn money from certain technologies but that's basically what you'll be doing you'll be kind of going around and um uh, in the end of the day, this is really a marketplace game. <laughs> it's, it's more of a than more of a sieve game, I would say, and that's kind of my my biggest complaint about it. I think it's a well designed game, but I think it can kind of get it in its own way sometimes. But let's let's save that for a minute. What what, what is your experience playing with it, or what were your playthroughs like? Um, I mean, I usually play two-player games with this, and with a two-player game, it has a, like a little dummy player that's kind of thrown in there. There's a an extra token that at the end of everybody at each player's turn, they essentially place this dummy character on one of the cards, and they all the that character always bids half of what's in the supply, and so it's just another thing kind of getting in the way. But it it will happen every turn so it kind of treats it like a four-player game where there's two things in between you but the middle player is going a lot faster it's it's kind of weird uh it it definitely ramps the game up a lot faster because things just don't stick around uh as long usually when you're putting it on there you're like i just don't want them to get this so i'm going to put it on there so it just goes away Uh, occasionally someone will snipe it but it tends to cost you a lot of money to do something like that so either it, it better be worth it for you to take it um uh other than that um i i tend to find that i'm when i'm playing the game i'm either focusing on one of two i'm technically focusing on three things but two of them are always ever present in the back of my mind one is the um the military cards uh, I do, I hate it. The most military cards usually force one other player or all other players to either get rid of a card or lose money, things like that. And so I'm always trying to have enough defenses, enough little, and defense is always equal to the number of t- attack symbols and shield symbols that you have in your tableau. Um, I always want to have enough so that I don't have to worry about getting attacked. I may do some attacking myself, but it's usually not because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I need to I need to attack them because they have to lose. It's more of a, I need to get this so that if it ever comes to it, I don't get hurt when I'm attacked. So it's it's just right. it's just building up defenses, and that's just ever present in the back of my mind. Uh, and then the other thing is paying attention to how much money I have because this is the the really the the crutch of this game is knowing when um, to put your money into it and how much money to put into it because 
if it comes to a turn where it's like, oh, I really need to get that, if you don't have enough money, you don't have any options. You can't take it, you can't snipe it, you can't do anything about it. Or even if you have a little bit of money, if you're gonna invest in something with a little bit of money, you're you're essentially opening it up to the other player to be like, well, I didn't really want that, but you put so little money on it that I have to take it because it's right. it's now worth so much more. You put If you only put one coin on something, you're basically saying, hey, you can take this for relatively cheap. cheaply it's 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 not gonna waste it's gonna it's gonna waste as little money as can possibly be wasted on something and you get it <laughs> uh, now when yeah. you do snipe you don't get any investment bonuses so it's possible that you'd probably make possibly that you might make more money doing an investment but it takes a longer to get it into your system whereas when you snipe it's just in there immediately you get it right away and so it, it cackle kind of, ha, 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 and you put it right in society <laughs> yes you get to wring your hands together um <laughs> but it's it if you're not paying attention to how much money you're and sometimes it's hard to calculate how much money you're going to get or how much money they're going to get because there's a lot of okay if i if i put this much money on there then they won't have enough money to get it but then if they do this then they're gonna have like six coins or like or the case of if I snipe them, then I get it right away, but then they get the two coins that I'm paying them plus three coins because they have three trade symbols and then half of what's in the supply. And after that gets paid in, that's half of four. Like there's a lot of like calculating things out if you're actually trying to pay. And it's like, I don't want them to have six coins when I only have two. That's a horrible position to be in because then they, they kind of have control of the game. And some games can be like that where it's just like the person who has the most money sometimes just controls the game for a while until every other civilization can kind of get a grip on how things are working. And I, I it's, it's, it can be tough to, to, I don't know, figure out sometimes, but it, it, I definitely am always interested in it as I'm doing. I'm just, although I, the one thing I hate is that I feel like I'm one of those players who's like, just go already. You know, I'm just like, oh, all right. So if I do this, then I have four and then I carry the one. It's just like, I don't want to be the player that's like doing that every turn, but I feel like I need to with this game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into that a little bit. Cause that's kind of my experience with Flowfish. I have this, I have a love not a hate, but a love and frustration with this game, where I feel like Flow of History is caught in in a good way, in a in-between place, and in a bad way in an in-between place. Because it fits this really nice area of being getting it really does feel like a Civ game, and in that sense, uh, I think it's designed very well. Like this, it's the one thing I think it does really well is as you play through and your society grows, it scales really well. I think it scales really well. I think I love the fact that you have to pay attention to the military strength of those around you. It's not everything, which I think a lot of Civs games can get kind of carried away with. If you're the strongest militarily, it doesn't really matter what yeah. you're doing in science. You just blow everyone up. Um, it's the reason but, I don't play uh, Civilization, the the computer game. I'm just oh, like, yeah. every, oh, it yeah. always comes down to the point where I'm just like, I just want to do my signs, leave me alone. And they're like, no, we're just going to blow you <laughs> no. up. Sorry. I'm just like, yeah. God dang it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the warmongering Gandhi meme. <laughs> I always love playing that game. And then like suddenly you were playing uh, <laughs> the AI and Gandhi just wants to fight you constantly. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think the issue though that I have with this game is, is where I feel like I get frustrated is I get really excited about the story arc of a Civ game and this game gets really mathy really fast. And that's not a bad thing. It's just my personal um, expectations of the game 
where my personal preference is. I like Matthew Games, but I also, I don't know, there's something about Flow of History where I wish it would kind of fall one way or the other. I wish it would feel a little looser in the math because I do like the fact that you have to pay attention to what the other civilizations around you are doing. I have I do like the fact that you can um, usurp technologies away from them, but you also, the it's almost like the market gets in your head a little bit too much, like you're saying, and you're calculating out constantly. Okay, so if I do this and it's, okay, so I, he's going to invest this turn. It's not, he's not going to get it next turn, and then it's going to come around at least one more time before he gets it. So do I have time to snipe that? And if I don't snipe that, I already have an active technology invested. Can I get it around to me? Can I snipe? And also have it come back around to me another time to get that technology, or will I snipe him, and then he'll snipe me, and then the guy says, hey, hurry up and go. <laughs> so I feel like that's not a bad thing by any means, but it is... Um, I think that's something that this game is it it does you get caught up in that in in your a little more analysis paralysis than I would have expected for a game of this size. And that is of course how seriously you take any game. Um but uh yeah, anyway, I, I would I don't know if that's your your kind of your point you were making as well, but that is sort of where I took it is the the tendency to feel like it just gets really mathy all of a sudden. I but I I like it. I yes. personally no, I, still I like totally it. I totally get that. Yeah. But it this is not this is not a casual game in any sense. You are not having like conversations while this is going on. Or if right. you are, one person is not paying attention to the conversation. <laughs> right. Right. And that's I think that's why I uh I do like the game, but I think that's why the game it it feels just like it feels out of place to me a little bit because it feels like it could be a lighter Civ game and be good, or it could be even a little more in depth and be even better than it is. Because one of the things that I also feel a little frustrated with the game is is somewhat the lack of agency in the game. Like one of the things that's great about a big fleshed out Civ game is that you can kind of you always have options to build. With the flow of history, you can get into positions where you're not building much because you're getting sniped all the time, and yeah, you're rich. But you are not developing your society as quickly as others may be. And there is a, a tendency, and it doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened in gameplays where someone is just kind of left behind. Where there's just there's no way they're going to get point catch-up. Um, unless, I guess, unless they're really good at the game. Where it feels like you don't, like if you get sniped a couple times, there's not like another way to get attack. You can go after something that's less appealing and maybe build your strategy around that. But it does feel like I wish there was just a little more things to get. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I understand what you mean. Uh, and the the other thing about this game is the way the, the way the deck is set up. Each it, There's a bunch of different cards in there, and each card has a back that represents what age it's in. So it's, sure, it's never yeah. completely shuffled. So you're never going to get, like, you know, uh, Gandhi showing up right in the beginning. Uh, it It's basically going to be just, you know, age one, age two, age three. They're going to show up as time progresses so you're gonna have a relative idea of when things show up but sometimes things just show up in the wrong order like the game i right. we literally just played there were so many times where both me and liz are going we don't i don't want any of these and she's like i don't want any of these either and it's just like well we got to do something you know you it, it, it you can't just be like well i'm just gonna pass this turn you can like 
get you can do the the harvesting action and get extra money but it's just like in a two-player game the way it, when it's going so fast you feel like that's even a waste of time because it's like but i have money i don't really need money uh, or it's or there might be times where it's like even if i do harvest i get like one coin that's not really worth anything that's i'm not going to get much from that so it's you feel like all right i'm putting money into something that i don't really want sometimes now the, i mm-hmm. I have to be honest, that doesn't usually happen. I think this is the first game where we're like, there were like two or three times where like both of us are like, I don't really care for any of these things because it just happened to be like, oh, there were three wonders and two military and both of us are like, like I'm like I don't need any more one. I already had like three wonders, so I'm like I kind of want to get something new in my tableau, and I wasn't really focusing on military. We both kind of try and avoid military. Eventually, the game turned to a point where I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going military just because that's that's <laughs> yeah. the way the cards are leading me to go, which was right, yeah. really irritating, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. And it, it was one of those games where I was kind of like way ahead and she kind of fell behind, mostly because she just she never had the money. She never had the right investments out there at the time. Like she would always get she, she was completing cards. She was getting cards. And I think I only sniped her like one or two times throughout the game. But she never had good investments going like all of the ones that she wanted, like gave her investment bonuses for culture and that's like the thing she had nothing of and so every time she's like all right i get no investment bonus which means she had like barely any economy i don't think she ever had more than three coins and if she did it was like once or twice Uh, i on the other hand kept making i was only making taking cards based off of the investment things i'm like i don't really want this card but i get money i get money due to the investment and so it was just like all right, I'm I'm doing things and I'm getting money, but I'm I wasn't enjoying right, it because the I'm cards I was getting, frigates. I'm like, I don't care. It's just like it's just adding to how much money I have in my bank. That's it. It doesn't really do anything to me gameplay wise. And it was like it by I think third or fourth or actually probably by like the sixth turn, I only had government cards and wonders. That was it. I'm like I have nothing else going, and I'm just all right. This. Uh, I'd love to get something else. And the, then finally, when other things started showing up, I'm like, none of these work for me. Or if it was something that worked, it didn't help me. And like, I'd be blowing all my money on it to get it because it's like, oh, there's it only gives me things for light bulbs. And I had nothing with light bulbs on it. And I'm just like, oh, God. So I guess I'm guess I'm going to get the military one because at the very least, it'll get me like two coins. Like I was all my decisions were based off of like economy because I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to I can win this game if I just base it off of economy at this point. So I'm just like, that's just the way it was working. And it, it kind of hurt. Uh, yeah. I Other times I've played this game, I've really enjoyed it because I, I don't think I focused as much on how much money I had. And so I was just like, all right, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go for that. And whatever whatever the cost is, whatever the cost. And if I go bankrupt, I can get money later. And I think I think I actually preferred it that way, although they're def- it was definitely a tighter game. And so I think I was playing – I may have been playing the game too much. And by that, I mean I was – pulling as many strings as I could have to make sure that I would win. And I, I, I don't know. It just, <laughs> that seems like a horrible way to play a game. Right. Well, yeah, I know. I, I agree. I like to play more, try to find the strategy that's more fun versus the strategy that's definitely going to be the winner. So I get, and that's kind of, I don't know. That's kind of how I feel. Cause every time I play the flow of history, I feel like I want to play it more to figure it out. But 
I don't but I don't know. And I th- I just think this isn't my game. Like I like this game, but and I think a lot about it is done really well. And but I I always run up against that where I feel like I should be doing It's interesting too that you just kind of focus on investment bonuses and that was such a killer strategy because <laughs> A, a lot of them don't align that way. It's like, okay, well, I want to have um, uh, agra- uh, uh, agrarian. It was, I think I was saying agrarian before. No, <laughs> agrarian <laughs> society. I want an agrarian um, aspect to my society because I want to be, when I harvest, which is one of the actions that lets you take money from the supply, I want that to have a payout. So that's my moneymaker. Um but a lot of those cards are like you need uh, anyway you kind of I want to have something like that based around then I kind of want to flesh out the technologies that are interesting to me versus necessarily investment bonus so that's kind of where I run into where I kind of forget about the investment bonus or don't really think about it as much as I should and then toward, towards the point of the game where you suddenly need to really be thinking about harps harps are just a symbol that you can collect in the game that are straight up basic one victory point per harp symbol yes, that you the, have the culture symbol yeah, culture. Yeah, and and the other symbols you need are worth half a point. So you need two of them to at the end of the game to equal one point. And so, I don't know. Harps definitely take it, um, but I always feel like I'm not building the society I really wanted to. Um, and that's, I don't know. I don't think that's the game's fault. I think it's just I always feel like I haven't figured the game out whenever I play <laughs> that's this game your fault. to make it more satisfying. I feel, yeah, so I think I it's feel totally like my when fault. I pl- when I play, I feel like I'm usually building the society I want to. Yeah. It was just this recent game where I was like, I was focusing on that so much. Because it, it had been a while since I played. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to play this. And I kind of was like, all right, let's do that. I would. It was, and the thing is, it only, the my strategy really only worked because Liz wasn't paying attention to that. Or if she was, it just, the cards weren't working for her. And so she couldn't get the right things. And so, I mean, had had she been doing the same thing as I was doing, then we both would have butted up against each other. And it w- that wouldn't have worked for me. It would have, it would have. Right. It, it would have been dead even and it wouldn't have helped me at all. So I would have had to change tactics but the fact that it started working for me meant it just continued to work for me and so it was just like ah oh, man so uh, normally normally i tend to enjoy this game um i i prefer not playing a two-player game because i've i've played uh a few three-player games and at least one four-player game and i definitely enjoyed them um but it's a when you have larger amounts of people, it definitely gets harder to keep track of like, okay, the one annoying thing is like, all right, this person did and everyone gets attacked. Let's all take, you know, my defense is this, your defense is that, your defense is this, and the attack is this. Like it's, all right, so that means the you get attacked and I don't get attacked. And so sometimes it's kind of irritating to try and figure out those things. And it can, it can slow the game down a bit. It takes you out of the moment for that, that portion of time. But other than that, you know, I, I do like it. I, I'm not a huge civ building game type person. Liz has always been kind of a big civ game. She loves civilization, the the Mm -hmm. computer game. Just in general, but, um, societies, yeah, at and all. and so when when I showed her this game, she's like, "Ooh, yeah, I'm totally interested in that," and she does enjoy the game. This last one, she hated, uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, she also prefers it where it's it's at least three people because that that dummy player just it's kind of scared both of us. It's like, I, I need to be doing something. I can't just waste my turn getting money or, you know, it's right. just, it, it, something's going to disappear. Yeah. 
it, something's going to disappear every turn. And it's just like, I, if it, it makes your decision of, all right, what am I going to put the dummy player on of, all right, if I put it here, it's gone. I don't have a chance for it. But then also they're probably not going to get it because it's such an investment for them to do that. You're basically saying I'm blowing this up and it kind of, it hurts sometimes. It, it, um, unless for some reason both of you have great amount of money in the bank, it, it's still, it's not that great. So, yeah, uh, honestly, I, I, I really like the game. I like it a lot, but I'd rather play it as a three-person game. I think three is the sweet spot, if I had to guess. Yeah. I feel like, because I've played, I think I played a, I think I played a five-player game with that, and that was that does get almost, like you said, too intense, too much stuff going on to make it as oh, God. fun. Two is two is the two player variant is a little janky. It does work, and it is a much faster back and forth game. And if, if this is a game you like, I could see people like liking that. Like you're just you're you're quickly building a society. Boom, 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 and you're using that guy to take away things that the other player take away uh, cards that the other player might want. Um, but like you said, sometimes there's cards that are good for everybody <laughs> or good for both of you or or there's all good stuff, and you're like, well, I guess I gotta disappear something. That sucks, and um, so that's frustrating. But I th- I bet three player is probably the sweet spot. I don't think I've played a straight three player game, and maybe that's the missing link for me with this game. <laughs> that's it. That's um, your missing link. But uh, yeah, Shelly doesn't. Shelly doesn't really like it. She <laughs> she very firmly said <laughs> really? she's like yeah. And I, I thought she would. I think it's the two. I think what it is. I think it's the two player variant. I think she just doesn't like that. It's the she just doesn't like it. She thinks it's a little yeah. Funky. I can see that. And, and All right, I, so, I agree, it is a little clunky, but it does work for what it is. So table space wise, because again, we're talking about games you can play in a bar. Uh, That's right. This, I don't know, I'd say it takes up a medium amount of space. It, it's it's basically going to take up the the marketplace takes up you know a bit of space. These are slightly larger cards than normal, and you have your own little tableau which you can kind of put off to the side. But I don't know. It's it's I wouldn't say it's one of the larger games that you could that I've taken it's definitely it it can easily fit on a table I don't think I've ever had a oh, yeah. point where I'm just like oh yeah I'm gonna you know I'm not putting things on the ground to make this thing fit <laughs> put those nachos on the floor put those um, nachos yeah I, on the- I, I I agree I'd say medium to medium small because I, I I think it definitely trends on the uh, smaller end of medium or the bigger end of small because you're just it's just cards it's so you're all, yeah. and like some um coins which are there's not a lot of them either so it, it's pretty tiny and you can fit it around you know you can shape your society around a, a drink or some appetizers or something like that as long as everyone has access to the market kind of like we were mentioning in king domino as long as you have access to the market then you're good you can kind of everything else can kind of be arranged however you want so yeah i think it's it it lends itself really well to um taken out that and the other thing too is one of the things and this is kind of my frustration with the game but i also feel one of its strengths if this is your if uh, if you like this type of game and this game specifically this is a more intense in-depth strategic game that is very small that you can take out uh there aren't a lot of games like that where there's a lot of strategy to this and it takes up very little space and you can kind of all get together and put your noses down and think about your strategy i mean you're still talking of course but you're uh, you're really in you're in head your head a bit, and you're really focused on a more intense game than uh, a lot of other games of this size. So that that is really cool. That is one of the coolest things about it. Yeah, that's one of the things that that's 
part of the reason why I really like it and I always kind of want to give it a chance is because there aren't that many games where it's this tiny and it has these, you know, mechanisms in there and it is so like thinky and mathy as as you put it. I I like that because most most of the small games that I have are like very casual. I mean, there might be a bit of forethought into what you're doing, but nothing nothing like this. And I I, I really like this game for, for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, other things I really like, I love the scaling. I, I think the eight, having the ages, the way that he does the ages, there's five uh, total. No, how many are there? Five? Yeah. There's five labeled ages. There's the starting cards, which if you want to count that as an age, count as an age. There yeah. are the cards that Kinda. also start in the market, which is its own separate age. And then there's like two cards on the bottom, the the internet and the future, which aren't really an age, but, you know, they're, they're different. <laughs> yeah, they're like, that's how you end the game. They're basically, the way you end the game is you go through all of the ages, uh, and then the last two cards are always the same. The future is the last card, and the internet is the card before that. And once the future, whenever a card is removed from the market, a new card at the end of the round is put in its place. Once the future is put into the market the game immediately ends so there are ways to buy that card before or to get that card before the game ends and you have that's a really good strategy it's very hard to do i think at least i always try to time it out and i always am wrong so i always, yeah, always. I always something always happens to throw it off like someone buys two car or uh, buys another buys one card or two cards or there has an action that they get two cards or in the two-player game the banker t- can take a card takes a card so anyway Uh, And that ends the game. But I really love the scaling. I think the scaling is done very well here where your technologies scale up and you're following a certain path. And it feels definitely that really does give that civ building of society growing. And tied to that, I also love how you can not grow certain things. And at the end of (laughs) the game, you have this crazy society where you have horse-drawn plows, but you have jets. (laughs) and and computers <laughs> and so or i don't think i oh wait no i think you can have computers and uh horse drawn plows it's like uh you have uh like oh yeah you have like a nuclear power plant jets but you are also using horses or cattle to or uh uh oxen to plow your fields so it's just yeah, this funny I, I think at the end of disparity. my last one i had night i had knights and the oh, that's all. Oh, i think i did too <laughs> 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 oh, that night budget is just getting smaller by the day once we got the bomb. And and, and my Manhattan project had blown up the Eiffel Tower, which was even weirder. <laughs> Those nights have nothing to do anymore. That's hilarious. Yeah, so there it, it, there is some definite humor in this game. So it also lends itself really well to like a having a drink together and sort of laughing about how the game is progressing or how it ends. Um, I, I think that's one of its best one of its big strengths as well. Um, the other thing that I love, and I kind of touched on this before, but the other thing that I really love about it is the way they handled military strength because Civ games can be overtaken by military strength because it obviously, if you look back at society, military strength, is, you know, the might makes right, and that's true, but it's not always that fun in a game to know that a winning strategy is, well, I'll just put everything I have to bombs or swords or whatever it is. Um, This game, when military pops up, uh, when you claim a card, military is always an instant action. 
So it always just fires off immediately. It's not something you can you can really strategize around for a later hand unless you're getting more cards. It just fires off. And sometimes it'll fire off and everyone will be strong enough to defend against you and you won't get anything for your mil- your military card won't do anything aggressive to anybody. And that happens in games and that's not a terrible thing. I like the fact that that happens where you can send your army or your knights against someone and they're like, nope, we've got a castle, so goodbye. And that's it. And that's done. So I really like that. I, I just like how they do military. It doesn't feel annoying or yeah. like you have to go and, that way. And usually the way the numbers usually add up, the, the your defense is always greater than your attack because there's two different symbols. There's your attack symbol and your technically your shield symbols, which are your defense. But your defense is always equal to your attack plus your defense. That's poorly worded, but you know what I yeah, mean. I was like, what? I think, I think you meant your defense plus your attack is your defense. The, the shield symbols plus the sword your, symbols your is your defense, and you your go. attack is just the sword symbols. So there you go. Your 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 defense is always greater, which is nice. It's annoying when they're both the same thing. If if it were all just swords, and so your your attack is all your swords, and your defense is all your swords, that would get really irritating. I I much prefer to have a. a a society where you can be like i i just i just want i just want a turtle i like the turtling aspect (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's a good and it's a good plan too you can definitely definitely do that successfully um the uh let's see what was i had another what else was i gonna comment um well okay what what what, who this game before i think it's i think it's not bad like you know, Liz is one of those people that doesn't like direct, um, con- like attacking. So, how does she feel about the like? Obviously, she hated it last game, but the the military here, I th- where it's, I think it's the thing mostly is, passive. She she doesn't like it, but usually I'm able to explain away why. Like in the previous game, I'm like I'm only getting it because I get bonuses for having red cards, and none of the other cards are at all useful to me that's the only reason i'm taking it she still didn't <laughs> so you like lie. it so you lie about but it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. she didn't like it but at the very least she's just like yeah i, I get it but i still don't she just doesn't have to like it she just right. can get it <laughs> you know uh and normally when we play games it's usually like something where nope she has enough defense and so she doesn't have to worry about it and there are other cards you can get to kind of block it i think at one point in time she was trying to get gandhi which prevents people from attacking you at all it doesn't matter what your defense is of course she would have had to give up another card in order to do that and she didn't want to do that so like you it it i it's it's nice that it's there and i think in, in essence she does appreciate it that's there and it's something you can always just like kind of curtail around you can always find a way to not have to worry about it although it just didn't work that way the way the cards came out this time it just didn't work that way but most of the time she's perfectly fine with it i overall she definitely enjoys it there's nothing about the attacky thing that she truly just is like it's not something where she's like i don't want to play the game because of it Um, yeah it she'll she still enjoys playing the game and she she will play the game but it's not something where she goes eh, I, I i don't like the attackiness whereas other yeah. games that we have she's like i'm never playing that it's too attacky <laughs> too direct yeah and i i think that's i think that's a good summation because i feel like because it just fires off it's not it's not always directed you can plan for it to try to direct it at somebody but 
um, once a military card comes out, you can kind of tell or have a good guess of who might be going after that because they've already got a military strategy. If you don't have a military strategy, unless you're trying to build up defense, usually they don't, you're not going to go after it. So it's kind of clear what's going to happen. And so you can sort of prep for that. So it's not as intense, but also it isn't necessarily like very direct. So it's, it's more of a passive system. So, so if, if that's something that you shy away from, definitely know that I try It's worth considering because, because it's more passive than um, a direct aggressive attacks. Uh, I think if you like mathy games, like I was saying, um, that you want to have a constantly shifting strategy that you got to pay attention to and keep up with, this is definitely the game for you. And if you like Civ games, this is a very unique take on a Civ game. It's it's really well done and well designed. It feels it's very tight. Yeah. So this if is if you're looking for a short is, Civ game, yeah, I, I would suggest this. It's very much if you're, if you're looking itch. for a short short Civ game, maybe like. <laughs> roll through the ages i <laughs> yeah yeah um and then i also if you like uh like the bidding mechanism um that's a big part of this and it's it doesn't take over the game it's not like straight up bidding but it is an aspect of this game a big aspect of this game so uh if that's something that interests you i mean that that's another reason to to check it out because it's it's i like the way it's done it's uniquely done um and it's very interesting market system um, that uses bidding to to get what you want out of this. So uh, let's see. What else can we? I guess the kind of the flip that over for the inverse of what this game might, who this game might not not be for is um, someone who doesn't like those things. But other than that, I don't think there's any big things to shy away from to alert people to. Can yeah, you think of any? Yeah. Other if I mean, if you're looking for a casual game, this is not a casual game. This is yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, back back to my scale of would my mom play it? This is a resounding no. She would never <laughs> ever play this right. game. So I feel like your mom uh, would walk looking, away from the table mid explanation. Right. If you're looking for to play a game with someone who's just like, hey, what what do you got to play? And and they don't usually play games, or they're they're really just looking for something fun to do. This is not the game. This game is fun. But it is not the type of fun where you're playing Yahtzee. This is not the type of fun. This is not King Domino fun either. This is <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is you. You definitely need to do some sort of math, or you won't enjoy yourself. And you better enjoy doing some sort of math. So that's the, if you take enjoyment out of trying to figure out how to best invest your money. Fine. <laughs> if you don't, don't play this game. Don't you do it? Um, yeah. So I definitely like like I mentioned before, I this is not my favorite game. I do like this game. I like I really respect the design of this game and I enjoy uh one thing we didn't touch on is just the art. The art's very straightforward. It's like uh brush or it's like painting. Um uh, it looks like it's done with a brush. Uh so that style of like hand painted. And it's really cool. I really like it. It's like sort of a somewhat, uh, it's kind of Japanese or maybe Chinese um, brush or style. Or Taiwan, it, who knows? Or, or <laughs> Taiwanese, that's true. That's true. Or maybe maybe it's directly influenced by the designer. I don't know, probably not. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just got that Asian feel of like brush, uh, brush style. And I really love that. And it really it's really cool. And so the art looks good. It's a good looking game. Uh, but it definitely is not like Alex was saying light uh, at all. It's it's not a it's not a passive game. So come into that come into it knowing that. That being said, I do like this game a lot. I th- I think it is worth 
uh, having your collection if it's something if it interests you at all or even trying it out uh, it's not that expensive and it does scratch a lot of or it does uh, ch- check off a lot of boxes for uh, its own niche and there are not a lot of games like it which is which is pretty cool yeah all right so we definitely it did not meet the would Alex's mom like it but we do nope. <laughs> we both enjoy the game uh, for me it's more of a game that I pick up and play every once in a while I'm not I'm not rushing to play full of history all the time but when I do play it it's nice to come back to and I pre- like I appreciate having it um, how often how often are you playing it I'm not playing it that often um, I think when I first got it I was playing it a number of times because I really wanted to to dig into the game and see everything it had to offer. I, I want to play it more, um, but yeah. I just don't find that it's like there's a great moment to play it. I, it's not something I'm often going to bring to a bar, honestly. Uh, although I can still, I could easily bring it to a bar. They're just, I think there are other games that I'd want to bring to a bar rather yeah. than this. Okay. Yeah. I think that winds, that, that's a good, that's a good summation. <laughs> yeah. It's good. But it, it uh, yeah, and actually we'll probably get into the ins and outs of rating this against other games to bring to a bar at the end, actually. I know we will. Not probably. Speak with def- <laughs> speak with a, uh, <laughs> what is it? not a passive voice, Kaz. Come on. Uh, yes, I, I know that there, we'll get into that in our big top ten at the end. So we'll just leave it there and say that it's worth looking into, but... Um, no, no buts. It's worth looking into. There we go. I it's don't know why I'm rambling into. so much tonight. <laughs> yeah. God, can't even stop talking. It's worth looking into. Let's leave it there. For the love of God. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And we will be jumping on to the next game next week. And I can't stop talking again. So if, if you want <laughs> to get in touch Alex, with say us. something. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, where do they go? There we go. They go can go hit us up uh, at Chits and Chat on Twitter or go to eavesdrop.com and uh, we're that's our podcast network ease drop.com drop and you can uh, comment and reach us directly through that site on our podcast page those are the two best ways to do it and yeah we'd really like to hear from you guys so hit us up and let us know what we should be looking into next or tell us what we did wrong or that i should stop talking as much yes all right <laughs> whatever all you right. want to do whatever you want to do chucks say say goodbye oh my say god goodbye. i have a sickness <laughs> goodbye goodbye forever Bye.